right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of Marriage Matters with Ken and Shark. It's great to be with you. How you doing, babe? Doing good. Got you, to spend a few minutes in the yard today. We did. Replanting some pots that I bought during my birthday week. And your birthday week. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that was interesting. Charlene had a birthday, and uh, uh, I don't know, was it on well, your birthday that you, you said, honey, let's. Uh, no, no, no. It was two days before my birthday, and you said, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I said, well, I'd like <laughs> to have a week long birthday. I want a, a birthday week. Yeah, so that's what I got this year. It was really awesome. I think we should do it every year. I got to admit, I, I really had fun. It was great. Well, he wasn't real happy at first. And when I started saying, can we do this? Can we do that? And his eyes started crossing. <laughs> and I said, but for my birthday, I want you to do everything happily and gleefully. Okay. Now that's a point. Um, she used that word. I still remember the first time you used it. It was, I don't know, we were I doing something I wanted to paint house. my front door red. That's right. That's what it and, was. And I, she, she managed to bend my will. But <laughs> but he wasn't but happy. I, yes. So she goes, honey, I, I need you to do this for me gleefully. <laughs> gleefully. I don't even know. I don't do anything gleefully. Means, I don't even know what that means. That means being super happy and that's saying, right. okay, honey, that would be awesome. I'd love to do that with you. So I got Because my- <laughs> that's not normally what I get. I don't know if anybody else gets that out there, but normally I don't get the glee. It's not like, okay, I'll do it, but I'm going to make you miserable <laughs> yes, in the process. Exactly. I'm going to make you pay. And it's, then it's no, no fun, right? It's just no fun. So so, so what? We, so had, we had a gleeful a wonderful, Mary, uh, uh, birthday week, right? It was wonderful. Awesome. So I bought some pots and we planted some plants and there's nothing that makes me happier is getting out in the yard, doing some yard work and uh, seeing the beauty of God, it God's actually, creation. It actually I love was it. a fantastic mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to it. Yeah, yeah let's, let's get to it. Yeah, this is a, enough a good about one. me and my garden. We're launching a new series with this episode. It's titled, You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Gaining a Right Theology for Marriage. You know, whenever Kenny starts on his, <laughs> his big Bible words, Though theology isn't a big Bible word, but it's we don't, not. but we don't use it in everyday language, no, correct? Don't. No, in fact, the word itself freaks a lot of believers out. Right. It's like Ooh. somehow we feel like that a theology yeah. is only for really smart, smart, right? And we smart, have to be really intellectual yeah, seminary here, people, right? Right. And so when Guinea started this series, wanting because we've talked about having a we say it all the time the right theology for marriage, and most well, people we've talked about don't have it. Yeah. So. When he said that, I went, well, it's going to flip some people out. So we thought we might define that word so people know what it means. Theology just means the study of God. So Mm -hmm. in the context of marriage, which is what we do here at Marriage Matters, it just means the study of God with marriage in view. Mm -hmm. What did he create? Why did he create it? How is it to glorify him? You know, we talk all the time about a theology for wisdom. What is the wisdom of God and how is it different from the world? A theology for money. How right. did God design money? Theology for government, right? Uh, what does the Bible say about government? So marriage is just just massive topic in the Bible. There is a theology for it, meaning it's the, the, the study of God includes why did he create marriage and why is it so central to what he's doing in marriage? Right. And right? I, I think we need that. True. Because a lot of us are married and we need to know what God says. Yeah why he created marriage, what he says about marriage, and how to stay within his design for marriage to give you uh, the optimal marriage for you. That's what he wants for us. It was good. Marriage was good. I I totally, when you stop and think about it, it, if you were to sum up the real mission of Marriage Matters Mm -hmm. and what we do, 
it is to build a right theology for marriage right. for God's people. That's mm-hmm. we think it's that important. It's that central to what we do. And the, because the reality is, without it, a man and a and his wife are left groping in a world that is becoming more and more anti-marriage. Right. At groping for how to do it right, how to with no guideline and anti-God. Yeah, it's kind of like. Starting a, a construction guy going out building a house with no blueprint. You're mm-hmm. just stacking wood over here, wood over there. I'm going to nail this to that and hope it all works out. But we're so arrogant or ignorant. We think <laughs> we can do it without right. having any kind right. of knowledge and forethought and intentionality like we right. talked about right. in the last episode. We think that we can just do it like it magically happens and it totally. magically comes. But God has given us a good blueprint for it's marriage. Awesome. And we don't have to look far. It's right no. in the Holy Scriptures. And that's what we're going to, we're going to go over that a little bit now, today. Real quick, a little caveat here. We're not saying that that people who are unbelievers and even reject God and certainly have no value placed mm-hmm. on the Bible or the Word of God can't build something decent. Oh yeah. They they, they do. They get along. There, there's a, a level of success there. Uh, but to really experience the fullness of what the designer intends, right? you have to follow design. Where do you find the design? Right. In the theology mm-hmm. of the Bible, the theology of God's word. So that's what we do, right? Now, that language, when we talk about it, we've dropped that word so many times. So many so times. So we thought we'd define it mm-hmm. with some pretty clear precepts. There are four of them. Mm-hmm. So when when Char and I, when honey, when we talk about a theology for marriage, we are including these four precepts. Right. Number one. Okay, number you go. one. Marriage is created and it's designed by God. It's a pretty simple place yep. to start, mm-hmm. right? Number two, marriage is good. Right. For all of you out there that you might kind of disagree. Wonder about it. <laughs> yeah, wonder about it. Um, marriage is permanent. Number, so number three. three. Number four is marriage is hard. Marriage is hard. Mm-hmm. Those are the four precepts that really make up what we mean when we say, hey, we're building a theology for marriage mm-hmm. uh, for God's people. Those are the four precepts that just about anything we share, I was mm-hmm. thinking about this earlier, mm-hmm. just about anything you or I would ever share from the Word of God or from our own life and our experience or whatever in the way of building marriage is going to fall Mm-hmm. into one of those four categories. Right. Marriage is designed by God, marriage is good, marriage is permanent, and marriage is hard. Certainly a lot of what we do deals with how to overcome, right? Right. right. Because it is hard. It's not easy. No, it's not. For a lot of reasons. So this is a four-part series. We're going to deal with those four precepts. Mm-hmm. The first one is simple. You almost think we wouldn't have to state it, mm-hmm. but it's important. Marriage is created and designed by God. The first look at that, the, the, the first way that we identify that is just from, again, the Bible, mm-hmm. the, the Word of God. There are two accounts we take from Genesis 1, beginning there in verse 26, where God creates man, places them mm-hmm. in the garden and calls them subdue and overcome mm-hmm. there. And you see in the creation of man that there's a relationship between male and female. It actually says he created them, two different genders, male and female. And then chapter two gives us even more, I think, um, uh, understanding of how God built the man and the woman to relate together in a union together. And so from those two passages, Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, by the second chapter of the book, uh, the second chapter of the entire Bible, we've got a pretty good idea 
that God created this thing and it's for his glory and for our highest good. And this is all pre-fall. This Great is point. all before Great man and woman sinned. Why is that important? Because some assume that everything was perfect and then man fell and God's knee-jerk response was the creation of marriage mm-hmm. because man only became alone or the aloneness problem that God identified um, happened after the fall. No, this is all yeah. pre-fall. This is what Meaning, he designed from the beginning from the of time. the very beginning for mankind. This is the best. Marriage. In fact, two of the, I'll do this very quickly, two of the, the institutions that God has sanctioned in the world for man to bless us and keep us are identified by Genesis chapter two, the field, the the sphere of work and labor, mm-hmm. that institution, mm-hmm. that's of God. God designed us for work. We're built for it. God designed the that institution of work and labor uh, to be in authority and under authority. Marriage is there by chapter two. He'll add to that with the institution of government and then the New Testament, the institution of the church. Right. God works through those four institutions to keep us together mm-hmm. and hold things together, mm-hmm. right, in a mm-hmm. fallen world. So we see from the scriptures that that in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, you could sum up uh, the creation of marriage by God himself for two basic reasons. Number one, uh, to reflect and to manifest the glory of God. Everything God created, this is, you get that when he says it's good. He said on after day one, it's good. After day two, it's good. After day six, when he created right. man, it's good. It, it all reflects the goodness of our creator. Right. All of creation does. The Bible says that even the universe um, declares, the heavens declare the glory of God. Everything he created, including two genders, man, woman, and this institution of marriage, are good, and they are to declare to the world the goodness of mm-hmm, God, right? Mm-hmm. The second reason you find there clearly has to do with it God creating the perfect solution to the aloneness of man, right? I love that in a in a marriage in a wedding ceremony. That's not the marriage; that's just the wedding. Yeah, God. By the way, God's it, not it, a wedding planner. He no. did not. He did hey, not plan and create weddings. It's not a, all about the wedding. He did and create it's funny in, marriage. <laughs> in the business that, well, business, you can't call being a pastor a business, but in in the vocation that um, we had chosen for so many years, a lot of weddings that we did. And I would see people, to a, a couple, being more concerned about the wedding, the wedding ceremony and the reception than the marriage. And it was scary to me. Oh, yeah. Because. Oh, if they put even a a smidgen of intentionality and thought. And money. And and time. And and time. Into their relationship. It it was like, I I loved when we would get young couples that just wanted to get married. Right. They just wanted to be together. And I would would love that. What do you really want to see? And and when we got a young couple that would say, I just want to see God glorified. I just uh, want to feel the presence of the Lord. Did, and it was so sweet. We when would that get would that every so often, but most of the time it's the wedding ceremony. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of, but that's what it's become since Pinterest. Yeah. So what we're, <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> not for the guys necessarily, yeah. but for the women. Oh my right. goodness. It is Pinterest yep. overload. So, so there you so go. So let's be clear. We're talking about the creation of the marriage union and what it was mm-hmm. designed by God right. to look like and be and mm-hmm. to do. Number one, it's to glorify God. Yeah. Number two, always keep that in mind. First thing, 
it's to declare right. the goodness of God, right. where the world can see it in the love of two people together, the union. And then secondly, it is the perfect solution to the aloneness in man. God said it's not good that man should be alone. That sentiment or that truth is reiterated in Ecclesiastes 4, uh, you know, where it says two is right. better than one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that one can't be complete in Christ. We are complete right. in the Lord, but it means there's something. There's there's a blessing in yeah. being not alone. Yeah. We were built for communion yes, with we God yes. and man. Yes. And marriage is right at the center of the mm-hmm. core of that. Uh, desire we have built in for intimacy, for closeness. And he's met that that need in man mm-hmm. through marriage. Uh, another thought when it comes to just, just establishing this thought that, gang, marriage is created by God. It's not a human construct. Another thought is that uh, in the record of Scripture, God brought, was the father that brought the bride to Adam. Mm-hmm. This was the first bridal giveaway was mm-hmm. there in the garden when after he formed the woman from the rib of Adam, the Bible says that he brought her to mm-hmm. him. And Adam in that yeah. moment knew this was not just another one of the animal mm-hmm. kingdom. This one's different. She's bone of my bone mm-hmm. and flesh of my flesh. But yeah. the point being that that God brought the woman to Adam. Adam there's no record of him seeking that. Right. God in his goodness had designed this to be mm-hmm. so and brought it to him. And he knew what they needed. Absolutely. And then just real quickly, uh, in case there's any question that this beautiful thing that God planned for mankind before the fall mm-hmm. was designed by God and uh, created by God, there's two places in scripture. I'll just name them real quick. I won't read them, but just make reference to them in Matthew chapter 19, verses four and five, and in Mark chapter 10, verses five through nine. It's when Jesus is attempting to be trapped by the Pharisees and they ask him a dumb question about marriage, thinking mm-hmm. that they're going to trap him. And and he quote, he run he goes, which I just love this. He goes back to the record of Genesis. And he reminds them that the in these words, he says that, quotes their own scriptures, God made them male and female. For this reason, shall a man shall leave father and mother, be joined to his wife, the two shall become one flesh. So he's reminding them that mm-hmm. God did create marriage. Mm-hmm. And then he tags it in both places with these words. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. You know, I if we that. could get it, that God... God did this. God gave you your spouse. Right. You got, most of us got to choose. It wasn't an arranged marriage, but right. eh, you know, in God's right. sovereignty, yeah, yeah, it's including in that. But God gave you this spouse for your good. And the oneness, this one, mm-hmm. it actually says, uses the word one flesh, the two shall become one, right? One flesh. But which by the way, sidecar, this one's for free. That's the only time that language is used of a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not used for a parent with a child mm-hmm. or a child with grandpa or two good friends. Right. It, I, I'm not one flesh with my kids mm-hmm. or my grandkids. Mm-hmm. I'm only one flesh with one person on the planet. Right. And honey, that is you. Yeah. Right. And it's God who did that. Right. We he, didn't do that. He made us one flesh. Right. Get the, here's what we need to say. God created and designed it and he is the doer of it. Your wedding didn't do it. Mm-mm. Your pastor, when he said, I now pronounce you, 
He didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Your parents didn't do it. Your maid of honor and best man didn't do it. And most of all, you didn't do it. Or the state of California. The state of California (laughs) didn't do it. Or the state you live in. God did it. That's what Jesus said. What God has joined together, Mm -hmm. and only he can, Mm -hmm. let no man separate. It's a little bit arrogant to think that man can separate what God has done. You bring up a great point, and let's go here while you're while we're here, okay. right? Okay. Uh, an unbiblical divorce, okay, a divorce without any biblical cause, and I think most people listening probably know what I mean by that. There is a clause, a clause there about infidelity. We, we don't want to get into right. all of that today. So I'll just call That's a it a whole another episode. I'll just call <laughs> it an unbiblical mm-hmm. divorce when that happens, and it happens every day by the thousands mm-hmm. in our world, right? Christian and non-Christian. An unbiblical divorce. Christian and non-Christian. It is, in in our opinion, mm-hmm. one of the most arrogant, prideful human beings shaking their fist at the designer and going, I will separate what I want. I will take what only you could do and and divide it, it which, which is just so humanly arrogant. The reason we're doing this episode on a theology for, for marriage mm-hmm. is because so many people are ignorant to even what God states about they marriage. Right. They don't even know. Yeah. They look at the world, the world just is doing their own thing. Sure. Many Christians are doing their own thing. Many pastors are doing their Certainly own thing. Certainly the unbelieving world wouldn't care. But well, and a lot what, of the believing world what, wouldn't that's either. That's what concerns, I think, us, right. honey, is that we've bumped into so many believers that have n- no idea. And within the way they think of marriage, they're on their own. They're they're building something every day. They're just tacking a piece of wood here, a piece of wood there, throw a brick on the pile there. We're trying, right. but with no real clear understanding. God right. created no, un- and designed it a certain way. Right. And I think that is what we're trying to get at because couples that we talk to and we run across and we start talking about this, they look at us sometimes with white eyes and go, I had no clue. Right. I have no clue. And then they're filled with regret over decisions they've made in the past. We're right. not going to even go there. This is the marriage you're in right now, the right. one that you are in. This is God's design for the marriage it's you're in flesh. right now. God has mm-hmm. done it. Let's go. Let's go. There isn't any condemnation right. in Christ. And let's just go for it now. Right. When you start getting enlightened and and having a revelation about what God is saying, about what he's done in marriage, his design for it, right. then let's be responsible to what we're hearing now and right what on. he has shown us. Right. So, and we we know that there's probably many listening on that uh, are clear on this. Mm-hmm. They, they get it. This mm-hmm. isn't any new news, no. but there might be some that this is a a, a mm-hmm. big revelation, right. right? That mankind didn't construct this thing. The state right. of California did. Right. It's God's creation and his design. So we just want to get back to it here. Mm-hmm. Now, we're, we want to end with this thought. Why is this so important? Let's ask this question and answer it. So why is it so important for us to have done an episode on this simple mm-hmm. reminder and to start mm-hmm. the series like this, right. Marriage is Created and Designed by God, I can think of four reasons, right? So here they are. I'll do the first one, babe. You come in okay. with that second one. Number one, it elevates God's place and humbles us. We, we take no credit for it. We wouldn't have never thought this up. Mm-hmm. This is the creation of God, and it's good, and it's permanent, mm-hmm. right? And yes, it can be hard, but it is 
God who established it. So we have to approach our marriage with a bit of humility. Well, when right? You, God did this. Right. This is Him. So He's also capable, as you were just talking. I was thinking, if He designed this, and it's all these things that we've been talking about, He gives us the Holy Spirit. So when it is hard, and when to we are pressed, He is He's there for us. Absolutely. He hasn't just left us and said, "Okay, you get married and and, and you make it on your own." Yeah. He doesn't. No, leave guys. Us. He wants you to succeed. Right. He wants you to richly succeed right. at this. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's how. So one, it elevates God, and it humbles us. Right. That this gift would be ours. He would create it not just for His glory, but for our mm-hmm. highest good. Right. Right. Number two, then. And it brings us into submission and dependency upon God's great plan, which I was kind of just talking about. Absolutely. I kind of got there before I read this. The the key word there is a dependency on God. We have to be dependent on God to to do this marriage in the way that He created it for. It's a divine thing. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It it, it didn't originate in the hearts of smart men. It originated in the heart of the Creator, Mm -hmm. and it's for men. Mm -hmm. So it does cause us to submit to God's ways and mm-hmm. God's plans, God's design, and makes us completely dependent right. upon Him. Me as a husband, you as a mm-hmm. wife, right on? Exactly. And number three, uh, it directs us to the way of His blessing, which is, Sean and I love this thought about the blessing right. of God, where to find it, where to where to live in God's... How do you live in God's blessing? How do blessing? you find it? And even what is it? But, yeah. Um, it's, of course, it's Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit right. is God's blessing. But I'm often reminded when I think about God's blessing, what we typically do, and a lot of married people do too, they say, I want to live like this over here. Right. And I want God to bless me there. Right. I want to live with my boyfriend. This is a lot in premarital right. counseling. We want to live together because financially it's better. Yeah, it is. You're you're right. But yeah, they is, may say, it, it, I, I want to always get my way. Yeah. I want to be mean when I'm not having a good right. day. I want to be unkind. But I want God to bless me right, but and man, bless us. Right. And but it does, he doesn't rain his blessing on on over there when you're outside of where his blessing blessing right. reigns, where his blessing reigns is in his design. In his design. Right. And where he says, This is best. This right. is best. Stand over here. Get out of that other place sure. that you want my blessing to fall. It doesn't fall there. Right. It would never fall there. Right. Because God's blessing falls over here in this lane where the Holy Scriptures are taking precedent. Right. So, and where obedience yes, is, it is. And the and the the pursuit of God is where we're doing life right. his way by his design. And, and, and he says, My blessing I'm here. Will I'm, I'll bless fall you. Here, right? <laughs> I'll bless and, you. Again. We tend to want to go live a whole different mm-hmm, way and go, mm-hmm. now, why isn't God blessing me or come bless? And I, honestly, I, I'll be honest, God just says, nope. Well, it just doesn't fall no, there. My blessing is here. It's like the rain does not right. fall where we live normally. <laughs> it <laughs> just doesn't. Sometimes if you want rain, does, don't, don't live in live the Central here. Valley of California. <laughs> and then lastly, fourthly, uh, it's really important simply because it brings glory to God and it reflects uh, to the world the nature of the relationship between God and man or Christ and his mm-hmm. church, which is there in Ephesians chapter 5. By that, what we mean is the reason this is so important, that we understand it was created by God, it brings us into submission to him, it directs us to the way of his blessing. When we're living that way in the design, mm-hmm. in our married life, uh, the world sees a, just a, a foggy image of Unconditional love, mm-hmm. right? 
a true union where there's peace there. There's forgiveness that flows. There's headship that isn't based in power and control, Mm -hmm. but there's a headship that is servant headship where a husband is serving his wife like like Christ did us uh, in the cross. So when you when you put all these four together, what it says is this simple idea that is the beginning of a right theology for marriage. And right. it says simply this, that marriage is created and designed by God. Mm-hmm. When we remember that, and really that's what this is, just it a is. gigantic reminder today to do it God's way. Yeah. Right. So you can get it in your head. Right. This is what I need. I'm a I'm a very simple thinker. I need to get it in my head. Let it let God just work it around in my in my head. I need to right. hear the knowledge, which right. some of you might have never heard that knowledge. Right. And you don't have that revelation. You didn't right. realize this is what it was. You know, when you think I hear you, you hear something and you go, oh yeah. Your heart kind of like springs sure. to life and ding, it goes, ding, ding. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's right. And and then it goes to your heart and all of a sudden you have now a way to share the knowledge that God has given you sure. th- about marriage to sure. other people sure. because they don't know. Yep. They don't know. We could spend, we could have hundreds and thousands of people trying to teach what God says about marriage and there's a lot of people that need to hear yeah. And let's be those ones that that try yeah. to enlighten people's mind and their hearts with the Holy Spirit about God's design for marriage. And let's, you know, I, I would end with this thought. We've not always, I've not, let me, let me individualize this to me mm-hmm. and me alone. I've not always operated as a husband in God's design. Right. Nor right? I have. I've been so far in the flesh at mm-hmm. times no one could even remotely say, okay, Kenny's doing it God's way right now. Right. And and those are the times where our, without a doubt that our marriage has gotten difficult, mm-hmm. harder, mm-hmm. right? There's a little bit more pain there. There's mm-hmm. more angst and, and tension between us. And God has had to draw me back over and over and over again, many, many times throughout 46 years of marriage, back to mm-hmm. my way where he calls mm-hmm. you back to his design. And as we do that and conform to his design, which really would take its episode, episode, episode oh, right. to to unfold from the scripture what that design is. But when we live according to his design, oh, what a rich blessing marriage is. Does, it is truly good. He doesn't make it too hard if we just go to the fruit of the spirit and just True that. just worked on those things. Yep. Then we would probably be have a really great idea of God's design on you marriage. You bet. Yep. You bet. So. Well, listen. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for listening into this episode. Again, brand new series. Uh, we, there are three more parts to this mm-hmm. that'll come back to back to back. So, man, God bless you guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to us. And until next time, may God bless you richly. Mm-hmm. Bye bye.